0: Hello, and welcome to The Sleep Teacher Pod, the podcast for all the parents out there who just want sleep. I'm Christy, owner of The Sleep Teacher, and I'm joined by my colleague, Beth. If you are in the trenches of sleep deprivation, we see you, we feel you, and trust us, this podcast is going to become your new BFF. We want you to know that you can still be a lovingly attached parent and get good sleep. You don't have to choose between the two. So pop bub in the carrier, grab yourself a coffee, Put those headphones in because we have all the sleep tips coming your way. Let's get napping, Mama. Hello, everybody. I'm Christy and I have got my colleague Beck here. We are from the Sleep Teacher back again this week. I think you're all gonna love this episode because it's probably very relatable. Um, we are chatting to a client of ours, Winnie. We worked with Winnie. Oh, how old was her little one, Beck? Seven, Seven months. months. Leo was, and they went from completely co-sleeping to independent sleep in their own bed and sleeping through the night after we finished our two-week follow-up support. So I think this one's going to be really relatable because we really do see so many families like this, don't we, Beck?
1: We do, yes. And so mm-hmm. it was, it was a really nice transition for them, and yeah, to help them guide them through to their goals. Yeah. And we did it so, so slow,
0: which I think you'll really love to listen to. And yeah, and we share how we got there. So if you are in that position and obviously wanting to move away from it, don't feel pressured to have to move away from it. This is purely from a client's perspective of co-sleeping wasn't something they chose to do. It was just because it was the only way they could get sleep. So Mm -hmm. yeah, for this family, it it wasn't working anymore. And the win
1: as well was just, even if Leo did wake for a quick feed in the night, it was the ease of getting him back to sleep quickly after that feed, which is, you know, everything in the middle of the night when you don't have to then go into battle for an hour or two. So, yeah, yeah, that's as well one of the big takeaways that she got, which was great. Yes. So, can't wait to share that one with you.
0: But when this one goes live on air, Beck will well and truly be on holidays in a few days. She is about to, yeah, pack up and leave me. So... (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I'll I'll be a week behind you and I will be jetting off to Bali too. Bring it on. Um, But yeah, we thought we would just give a little recap. Last week we had our Father's Day special with Mitch and Henry, the dads of the sleep teacher. Shut down. So yeah, we got (laughs) some nice feedback. Seems you guys like them as much as we do. Well, (laughs) maybe a little bit more, I don't know. But we forgot, we left out one major thing. We forgot to do our Midnight Mamas, maybe because we were dealing with the data is, but we thought we would share this week Mitch and Henry's suggestions because we forgot to add them in last week. So Mitch <laughs> Mitch is favorite at the moment. And well, actually, no, he's hanging for the next season and the final season. Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. That's his that's a big one. And I agree, but I I like the storyline. And then I feel he likes it because he likes Beth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which she's, probably most men do. <laughs> mate, she is fiery. Oh my god. Yeah, she's got a bit of temper. So I don't know. But a bit I of like a temper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh. <laughs> I like it though. I like it, I think. We love Yellowstone oh. as well. It is a big favorite in our house. So yes, definitely if yeah. you haven't jumped on that. It's I think it's the end of September that it comes out the next. Yeah, but there's season. a few seasons that that are out if no if you're going in cold, so it's a good one to like mm. binge.
0: Yeah. For sure. It is. It's easy, sometimes a little little intense, but
1: I like it. Mm. Yes and Henry's was it's called the English on Prime. another Redhead. Yeah yeah. Emily Blunt is in this show and it's yeah it's a it's a Western I didn't love it, but he really did. Emily Blunt is in it and wrote it as well. So if you're a fan of her, that is a little there you go, the English. <laughs>
0: Couple to keep you going anyway and get you through those night feeds. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we're going to hop in. We're going to get Winnie and Leo on and yeah, chat all things co sleeping to independent sleep. Hi, Winnie. Hello. We are so grateful for you popping on today to chat to us because I feel that your situation with Leo will really resonate with so many of our families out there. You reached out to us when Leo was seven months and you were co-sleeping at that point and wanting to move away from the co-sleeping for one reason or another. And we were really lucky to work alongside you for two weeks and help support and guide you along that transition. Could you tell us a little bit about
2: your situation at that time? What led you to reach out to the sleep teacher? Well, basically we were doing everything the rule book sort of say in quotations not to do. So I was contact napping, feeding to sleep, co-sleeping.
1: That's how she started on our consult too.
2: (laughs) 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 Carrier napping, everything, like all the no-nos, but I loved every second of it. I loved it all. That was basically yeah, what we were doing and what I'd done from the start. When he was obviously born, he was sleeping in his bassinet, but then it just was a gradual process of sleeping on me at all times, always me. Yeah, co sleeping for you, it wasn't a
0: choice. Like it just sort of it wasn't like you chose to do it. Just happened because it worked. And that was the way yes. you got sleep. Is definitely. That right?
2: Like I never came into parenthood thinking we will co sleep. It just sort of gradually happened. Okay. And was it something like you were doing for
0: the duration of the night or was it just you'd put him down and then the first wake? What can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: I'd probably bring him in earlier in the morning and then he'd sleep with us from, say, 3 a.m. And then gradually it'd be from the first wake and then towards the last few months it was just from bedtime. He'd be with us.
1: And did you do any sort of research into what, It might look like when you were pregnant, like, did you kind of just think, oh, he'll just sort of nap in the cot or the bassinet and it won't be too much of an issue? And then did you get to that point of like, oh, this baby's not settling. I have to hold him to have all my naps sort of thing.
2: Yeah. To be honest, I didn't really do a lot of research. I sort of was like in the mindset. Yeah, I'll just wing it. I'll work it out when time comes. And it just sort of happened like I do. Sometimes can be better. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're all learning. It's such a learning curve becoming a
0: parent anyway.
2: It was like, okay, we'll do these beautiful contact naps in the daytime and then I'll feed him to sleep and we'll cuddle. And then it was, yeah, he can just sleep in our bed. Didn't do any research. It
0: was just something that, yeah, just gradually progressed and got you to that point of, yeah, this is the only way he'll go to sleep. And it's the only way that realistically you were both going to probably get a good stretch of sleep. Yeah, that's
1: right. You know, lots of families do that and lots of families do co-sleep and whether it be a choice or it just, you sort of fell into it, But I think what generally happens is there comes a point where unless the baby is in your bed and sleeping peacefully and everyone's sleeping, great. But I think it gets to a point where even if they are in the bed with you and then they're still having those hourly, two hourly wakes like they would maybe do in their own sleep space, that's where we kind of get parents being like, okay, like this is a lot, and I'm not yep. getting any sleep, and neither is my baby. Yeah, I know.
0: I remember like I tried to co sleep at points with Elky because I was like, if it's gonna work and we can get some sleep, well, I'm up for it. Literally, it was, it was <laughs> torture. I was just getting like, she was doing cartwheels around the bed, and I found like it actually woke her up more. But yeah, some families, like, it's a choice, and some it is just because that's the only way they can survive and get some sleep. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: At the start, it was beautiful and it worked and he slept. And then gradually he was waking every two hours and I was like, can't do this anymore. I was getting like exhausted during the day and I hadn't felt that before since having him. And then I was like, no, nah, I can't. And the only thing that would settle him was feeding him. So the boob. My partner couldn't settle him. The dummy wouldn't settle yeah. him. And it's so funny because since doing the sleep training, I tried to bring him to bed the other night, like two nights ago, because I was like, oh, it'll be so beautiful. And I miss his cuddles. He came in and
1: he screamed.
2: And then I had to take him back to his cot. So, oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's enjoy just because, those. And that's that pattern, right? That's what we go on about. Like babies get comfortable with that pattern that we show them. So at that time, because you did that over and over again, the co-sleeping, that's what he knew and was familiar with. But now he's familiar with his own sleep space and going off to sleep. So sometimes when you try and pull them in, they're like, oh, what's like, no, what's happening? Like, (laughs) put me in my own (laughs) bed.
0: I know. And it's just a prime example of it takes that small amount of time to learn association or a behavior, familiarity, (laughs) but it also takes a, you know, a short period of time to unlearn it. So, you know, it works both ways. And I think Yeah. If it works, great. And Red Nose actually has a lot of guidelines out there for safe co-sleeping as well. But yeah, I do really acknowledge that for the majority of parents, it is out of, you know, pure desperation. I think something that's, you know, quite, I don't know. I don't know. I feel that there's so much scrutiny out there too. Like, oh, you don't do this. You don't do that. Did you feel any pressure from like your partner or your family or friends or anyone sort of commenting on the fact that Leo was in with you every night?
2: Definitely. Well, Michael was getting to the point where he's like, look, he needs to be sleeping in his own bed. So Michael, my partner, and I know I think I'd snap at him and be like, I'm not ready yet. But in hindsight, he was probably right. And he probably saw that we were ready for that change because we both weren't getting sleep. He's working full time. Also, maybe a bit of pressure from external sources, which I do not want to name, (laughs) in-laws. But I try and more. (laughs) try and ignore and just yeah. do what's best for us. I don't know. I think if it works and- You do you, babe, you do you. Yeah, People shouldn't judge what you're doing.
1: Yeah, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have opinions thrown at us. But yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people feel like they need to have their two cents worth of what your situation is. But you're exactly right. If it's working, you know, there isn't a need. But probably when you are getting to that point and it is affecting your next day and how you're parenting to Leo and maybe you don't have as much energy as what you want to sort of, you know, show up and be the parent that you want. That's sort of when people might start thinking okay can we change this situation and get everyone sleeping a little better
0: mm. you were saying before when that yeah you just started to notice that you didn't have as much energy in the day and you'd never felt like that before do you think like was there actually like a pivotal moment a defining moment where you said no nah, something's got to change or did it just was it sort of in the back of your mind for a little while that you wanted to make some changes or where did you sort of reach that point of this needs to stop
2: It was a gradual process of two weeks where it was the two hourly wake-ups. And I think it was particularly when he wouldn't settle for, like Michael, the dummy, wouldn't work. It would literally just be my boobs. I'd Mm. flop it out every two hours. And then, yeah, it was just too much in the day. I was just getting too exhausted. And I think Snappy, he wasn't probably as happy as he could be, but obviously at the time I didn't realize it. And I'd been sort of thinking about it, but... Obviously, nothing to action. I was sort of in the back of my mind going, one day, one day, it's too hard. I don't want to do it, it's too hard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think actually too, sorry, just quickly chiming back into that every two hours, little tip here guys, two hourly wakes overnight usually are indicative of some sort of prop sleep association that your little one is looking for to sort of fall asleep and stay asleep because that's usually the end of their sleep cycles. So usually more often than not, that's why we would see those two hourly wakes. If there's Mm. something that your little one is relying on to fall asleep, in Winnie's instance it was the boob and Leo was looking for that every two hours to resettle.
1: Did you, Winnie, try and do anything yourself first before reaching out to us? Did you try and pop him back in the cod or try and settle him in a different way or? Uh, absolutely not.
2: No. I was like, we're done. We're past the point of help. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing we can do by ourselves. That's when I was like- Calling need- the experts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Yes, for sure. <laughs> no. um, and so did you feel- sort of anxious reaching out and making that decision to make the appointment for the consult. Was your partner very supportive of that?
2: I didn't feel anxious to reach out because I actually was recommended to you guys by a friend and she'd recently done the two-week program and she'd said like, you can still do contact naps, you can do carrier naps of those morning and afternoon naps. And I just love that because I didn't want to let that go. That's just really special to me to have a little cuddle on the couch or Mm -hmm. pop him in the carrier. And I was like, yep, I'm definitely going with these ladies. But then when I had the consult with Beck, I remember just feeling so like overwhelmed and I just didn't feel ready. And I guess I was anxious to start, but we ended up starting and that night it was just the best. We felt so proud. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember you sending your first email. and I remember you saying, yeah, you were feeling anxious and we get that so often and it's so natural because it's just the unknown, I think. And not only like that, but there's also so much, you know, noise out there about sleep training and how horrible it can be. But as you now know, like it's not the case and it's worth every minute when you're getting the sleep that you are.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, when you are coming into learning new things, like on our phone call, it is a lot of information to sort of digest when a lot of it's new information where like yourself, you kind of didn't, you threw the rule book out in quotation and like, you know, fed on demand and didn't follow awake windows and all that sort of stuff. So when we do have a consult it can be a lot to hear and you're kind of like oh okay like is this actually going to work or is this just a lot of you know talk (laughs) and it can be hard to get into that headspace of like okay let's see if we can give this a crack
0: (laughs)
2: it is information overload there's a lot I know and after the consult I called Michael and I was like tonight we're not doing anything we're getting takeaway and we're going through the email and we're going through the booklet together and we'll read it together. And he actually did the first settles the first three nights in a row because I just couldn't. I was like, I need to get distracted. But it was just so amazing. Night one, he was asleep in 20 minutes and we were so proud. And he's in his own bed too. His own room because he obviously (laughs) hadn't been apart from us at night for seven months, which is a long time. It was amazing
1: oh yeah it's a lifetime for him
2: (laughs) it was big too for you guys as well not just leo like it
0: was a big adjustment for you all and you know you did so well and as you said like you still get that balance you get those naps those contact naps of a day and it's best of both worlds really yeah it's amazing sleep deprivation it is tough i have been there and i know it's not fun It's a tough gig being a parent, let alone a sleep-deprived parent. So whether you're dealing with cat napping from a four-month-old or bedtime battles with a four-year-old, we have the tools and support to help guide you to a better night's sleep. No more fighting the nap, no more fighting bedtime, no more night wakes. You don't have to just survive on this parenting journey of broken sleep. You can really thrive. Our team have supported over 15,000 families worldwide and we want to help you. Please don't put up with another night of broken sleep. Find our details in our show note and get started.
2: So like right now he's asleep and it's lunchtime. So usually at the lunchtime, I'll try to be home and do all my jobs. And then I feel like I'm very present with him the rest of the day because I feel good in myself. I've done my jobs. I've prepped dinner. And then when he's awake, it's my full focus is on him. Whereas before he'd been napping on me. I couldn't do anything. Nothing would be done. You know, I wouldn't have prep dinner by the time Michael got home yeah it's just completely changed
0: so much more structure and predictability and I think it just takes that pressure off doesn't it like just makes things makes everyone a little less anxious (laughs) going into that that evening part of bedtime settle and all that but just yeah going into the night knowing you've got a bit of predictability a few good stretches of sleep there and yeah just impacts the whole family
1: And were you happy with the process that we did transitioning away from co-sleeping and, you know, like knowing that we weren't dropping all the feeds and that you could still be in the room when settling Leo, you know, when we first started working together?
2: Yeah, definitely. It was really a gentle approach and I still felt like we were supporting him and yeah, it was just really lovely. And he obviously took to it quite quickly and I think we changed, back. I forgot what we started with. It, was it the, called the gradual withdrawal?
0: You started with the gradual withdrawal, yeah. So yeah. that's, for any of our listeners now, that's a very hands-on, in-the-room, by-the-cot sort of settling. And then, yeah, once Leo responded well to that, we gradually backed off and gave him that little bit of space that he needed and eventually by I think the end of the first week we were out of the room and he was, he was doing really well on his own. He actually, we were very led by Leo too. Like we were like, hey, Winnie, he's really showing us here. He needs just that little bit of space. He's ready for a little bit more space now. We're becoming a little bit too stimulating and yeah, and we were able to be really guided by him. But I think, yeah, just knowing that you had that peace of mind as well with the feeds, like there's no way we can go into this and just drop those feeds cold turkey. Not only that, he was seven months, so he may have still genuinely needed them. But it was very led by Leo.
2: Yeah. And so gradually we started first night, I think, was or the first few nights or week was two feeds. And then we dropped to one feed. And last night, I was just telling the girls before we went live, he had his full night through the night, which was incredible. Um, Yay! Russell? <laughs> oh, nice. <no. laughs>
1: Except when you one. woke up with very engorged <laughs> boobs.
2: <laughs> yes. I didn't want to say that, but yes, it was, it was something different. A little engorged. <laughs> I think um, that's
0: the funniest thing though, isn't it? When they first sleep through, like you don't sleep. You're like checking the no.
2: monitor. Are they breathing? Are they still
0: there? Like is, no one's got them out of their cot.
2: I woke up so anxious thinking, oh my gosh, it's 5.30. Is he okay? I ran into his room. Listened to his breathing, he was all good. But then I didn't get back to sleep because my heart was racing. Um, oh. <laughs> all good. It was amazing. I was just going to say, going back to the support. So I got the two week after support program with the girls and that was just amazing. Every day, I if I had a question like, hey guys, say I've got Pilates this morning at 11 o'clock, it might impact his you know, lunch, what do I do? It was just so good to have that support. From you girls coming back and just giving me advice you know managing his feeds and his naps and his wake windows
1: it was so good and that's what we want to do we want to build your confidence in that two weeks so when you do sort of graduate <laughs> you feel really confident in yourself in you know managing your day and navigating naps when they don't go to plan and you know manipulating bedtime bringing it forward pushing it back all that sort of thing so just that's knowing sort of to troubleshoot. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of the aim of that two-week follow-up to empower you as well, to make yeah. you feel really good about decisions confidence. throughout the day.
0: Because mm. it can be so tricky, but, yeah, once you have that knowledge, that confidence, it's honestly walk in the park.
2: For example, we were able to go away. I think it was the weekend we were finishing up. Monday was my last day and we went to Sydney and I was really stressing about going away thinking we've just spent two weeks working on his beautiful sleep and then we're going to go away and just it'll go out the window. But went away. Our sleeping wasn't amazing. He ended up sleeping in our bed, but we got home. He was straight in his cot and I had all the tools to, I guess, get it back into gear. And it was so good. Like Michael was able to as well. Yeah, it was great. Does Michael settle Leo now? Like, can he do that? Yeah, yeah. He does it quite a bit which is nice for me.
0: (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And I bet he's actually really enjoying it after like seven months of not being able to help. And I mean, I don't mean in the sense of like enjoying, you know, being able to settle Leo, but also to help you out as well. It's, you know, it's hard sometimes I think to sit back and know that you can't help. So I'm sure that, yeah, he really appreciates
2: that as well. It's very special for them.
0: Have you noticed that Leo's like overall temperament has changed since before when he was getting so much broken sleep to now when he's getting good consolidated stretches of sleep? Is there have you noticed a difference? Because a lot of our clients do say, and as you know, as a grown adult, when you're getting broken sleep, you're not the nicest person going around versus getting a good stretch of sleep. Have you noticed a difference with Leo?
2: Yeah, he's definitely a much happier, more content baby. I was finding also when I didn't have- the structure and routine, I'd sort of just, you know, he'd whinge a little bit. I'll put him straight on the boob. But that's not necessarily what he wanted. But now I know, no, he's not hungry. You know, it's just... He's it's just really being a baby. Good. We're in a really good place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just- <laughs> Have you noticed like too a bit of like an increase in interest in food and things like that, given that he's not feeding every two hours
2: overnight? Yeah, definitely. We're doing three big solid meals a day. And then... I'll feed him. According to the program, I still follow your program. So whatever's in that booklet of yours, that's what I'm following. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're doing. That's good to know.
0: But you've just got structure now and yeah, you know how to troubleshoot and that's what we want. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's amazing. And did you find at all that you were Worried about the breastfeeding journey, if you did implement some sleep stuff, did you think that you might have to stop feeding or anything like that?
2: I, I guess I always knew in my head that it's not going to stop. I think I was happy to wean overnight, if that's what you call uh-huh. it. You were ready. Yes, I think I was ready, but I'm still loving that morning feed. So overnight time Michael will pick him up, bring him into the bed, he'll have a really nice long feed, and then I guess we're just set up for the day and, We connect there. So, it's yeah, it's really beautiful. I
0: used to love that morning feed. Like after they were really well rested and they were just so like, oh, that
1: was so adorable.
0: But when they were taking such a good feed as well, like it was, yeah, I loved that time. So nice.
1: After we finished up, because it can be uh, like a lot of families are a little bit anxious when they don't have that daily support and they're kind of like, oh, we don't want to break up with you. Did you find (laughs) it okay to you know, because it's been, has it been a couple of months now and has sleep still been consistent and, you know, you haven't fallen off the wagon? <laughs> <laughs> we got a sleep through last night, Beck. I know, I know, Excellent. but like through the day and things.
2: Yes, obviously I was, I was anxious to break up with you girls, but I think I felt confident <laughs> that I had the tools behind me and the booklet, the Bible of sleep. to Terrific. <laughs> I have, I have actually referred back to it a number of times, particularly when he transition when he turned eight months, because from eight to, I don't know if it's eight to 12 months, you guys can correct me, or eight Ooh. to nine months, it's slightly different, the, the sleep. Routine. Yeah. So we've, we've moved through yeah. to following that guide now. But yeah, look, sleep, it's not perfect. I have given in and given him the dummy again. We did get rid of the dummy, but it oh, seems yeah. to be going well. He can put it in his mouth on his own yeah
1: you're at a better age now where he can manage that so that's so
2: it's not a pain as before where he dropped the dummy and we have to keep putting it in because when we did the training with you girls we actually removed the dummy and that worked really well but I think because he's teething he's just in a bit more Mm. pain waking up a bit more so I just pop the dummy in and he's fine and yeah we've been able to manage really well I'm proud of us thanks to You guys, the sleep teacher. We are proud of you. You did so well coming from completely
0: close sleeping and feeding every two hours to now sleeping through amazing. Like, and as you know, within that two week period that we worked together, like you achieved so much and you both came so far. And It was all done within a pace that you were comfortable with and Leo was also, we were very guided by Leo. So, yeah, we really enjoyed working with you and I think this story will really resonate with so many families because there's so many people out there in the same position that literally are just surviving each night and co-sleeping may not be working for them anymore and are, you know, a little bit hesitant, reluctant to move away from it because they don't know where to start. Could you, like if you had one bit of advice for anyone that was in the position you were in a month ago,
2: what would it be? Contact the sleep teacher. (laughs) 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 Uh, I I honestly, yes. Shout out, thank you. Contact the sleep teacher. But definitely do it when you're ready. Like as you girls say, which I love, the start of your podcast, the intro, do it when you're ready. It's only a problem when it becomes one. And for us, I loved it when we were doing it, but it became a problem. And as soon as you get it fixed, it is life-changing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you do, you almost forget what it was like before when you get sleep again.
2: (laughs) It's not only the sleep, it's like the time with your partner, like for a bit there, I would feed him to sleep and cuddle him and I couldn't put him in bed unless Michael or I were sitting in bed with him. So I couldn't prepare dinner. Michael would get home from work and he'd have to sit with Leo while I prepared dinner. We couldn't eat together. Like we feel so free. I don't know how to say that in a nice way. We still miss him obviously, but it's just completely changed. I don't know how to describe it.
0: It's such a big change when you go from just being you two to then having a baby as it is but then when yeah when you you know throw in the facts that you don't get any time together it's yeah it is a lot so it is nice to have that time again of an evening together where yeah you can just nurture that relationship
1: it's really good to prioritize your relationship as well you know of course there's that time when they're little newbies and there's obviously a lot more you're like just with them, but I think there comes a time where it's, we don't have to feel sort of guilty or feel bad that we do want to spend some time with our partners at a certain point. So, yeah. And it's really nice to be able to just sit down and have dinner together where you just take that for granted before kids. It's like, you, you never thought that, oh, I have a baby. I can't like sit down and cause I've got to be in the bed with my baby. It's simple things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. You don't need to feel guilty about it.
2: and
0: i'll leave the podcast today with i was just reading a little blurb that you sent in your sign off email and it it honestly is so nice thank you so 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 much for your support guidance and encouragement over the last two weeks we actually can't believe how far we and leo have come from a little man who was co-sleeping and only contact carrier naps to now sleeping in his big bed overnight and at lunch you ladies are amazing and we're forever grateful thank you. And I was like, that is honestly, that's why we do what we do. We love it. And it's so, when you get messages like that, knowing that, I don't know, just, yeah, how, uh, because we've been there ourselves. So we know what a difference sleep makes and yeah, just seeing those words and you know, it, it is, it means a lot. So thank you so much, Winnie. I know that this story is going to resonate with so many parents. And as we said to, you know, co-sleeping, it's, completely a personal choice for so many families and they choose to do it and they love it and if that works for you then absolutely amazing that is so great but we also recognize that for some families it is not by choice and it is just something that's the only way they can get sleep so red nose do have amazing tips on safe co-sleeping if you would like to check that out on their website but yeah thank you so much Winnie for coming on we have absolutely enjoyed chatting more in depth with you about leo sleep journey and yeah i know our mums will love hearing it too thank you thank you bye nighty night thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the sleep teacher pod we hope you've walked away feeling just that little bit more at ease with your parenting journey please remember nothing is a problem until it actually becomes a problem for you and your family if you've enjoyed our company today we would love if you could please subscribe or leave a review or maybe even both but if you are wanting more sleep tips right away, use the link in the show notes to find out how you can get started with one of our amazing sleep consultants and follow us over on Instagram at The Sleep Teacher. We can't wait to be back in your ears next week with more sleep tips. Nighty night!